afternoon, everyone, and welcome back to Looking Up. This is the afternoon show here with Pastor Danny and Shell and me, Sharissa. <laughs> Sharissa. And uh, look, it is still, as Danny would say, a deliciously good Wednesday, but it is pouring rain <laughs> outside. And that's not such a bad thing. We need the rain. We but the I rain. think we're in for quite a bit of rain mm. in the week ahead. But uh, look, we're really excited wherever you're joining us from for our um, program this afternoon. Just want to make you aware of a couple of housekeeping things. First of all, uh, if you would like to connect with us throughout the program, maybe you have a question or a comment you'd like to add to the live discussion, please contact us or call us on our studio number 0491-064-669. I'll say it again. 0491-064-669. We would love to hear from you. Also, we have all of our previous programs all available. If you've missed them, you want to catch up on the past episode, you can go to our website on Faith FM and you can actually access all the previous episodes as podcasts. And if you get the download the Faith FM app, you can access it there as well, so you never miss out. And I'm really looking forward. Today, you are joining us for the beginning of a brand new series. We're changing gears. We're changing themes and topics. Where are we going to today, Pastor Denny? Well, today, beginning, uh, we're beginning a new journey uh, by taking a look at um, some, of the, some of the events that are taking place right now. Mm-hmm. The couple of big ones, you know, your climate and... Um, and uh, the COVID pandemic and how that relates to Bible prophecy. And we're going to be taking a look at and answering some of the questions in connection with that and when it comes to Bible prophecy and some of the final events of human history. So it's a four-part series, mm-hmm. and uh, we're going to be looking at what Jesus had to say and what other Bible authors have to say in this space. Sounds really appropriate with the theme that all of our programs like to follow on this program. So, yeah, very relevant. End times, what Jesus has to signs say. Signs of the times. Signs of I'm the calling times. calling it signs of the times. Oh, it's one of your favorite titles. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're looking forward to that. So uh, we will be taking a break in a moment. We're going to come back with the news articles that uh, are taking our attention and just really alerting us just to what is happening in the world and how close we are to those final events, that wonderful moment when Jesus will come again. That's the great hope of the Bible. And mm, we amen. believe with all our hearts that his coming is nearer and nearer and then it has ever been before. So Amen. it's an exciting time to Amen. be alive. So we're going to go to a song break now. This is Tammy Larson, and she is singing a beautiful song. It's called I Give You to His Heart. I'm looking forward to hearing this, and we hope you enjoy it too. Enjoy. The wind is blowing down the quiet river A shining road that carries you along Oh baby boy, my love will last forever If you're to live, I must give you up to God Protect and keep you. Teach your faith and hold you by the heart. Though your mother's heart is broken by your leaving, our Father knows just who. 
river, a shining road that leaves me all alone. Life for you's worth losing you forever. Someday we'll stand in God's fair land forevermore. I wish that life wasn't always ending up this way. With heaven's love, it's taken much to pay. Tammy Larson, I give you to his heart. Beautiful song and a great way for us to begin our program this afternoon. Well, Pastor Danny, we're going to talk about the news now, and uh, I really enjoy this uh, section every week. It's always very interesting. I always wonder when I leave the program the week before, I wonder what we'll be talking about (laughs) a week from now. And we never are short of surprises (laughs) about what there is uh, to talk about in the world. So I'll give you the first go today. What, What did you find? What did I find? Well, um, I guess we've had uh, COP26. We have. Is it still going? It's still going. I understand it ends this coming Friday. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, started, I guess, um, Friday week ago kind of thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I think at the end of October, if that was a Friday um, or somewhere there or maybe a Sunday. I think it might have been a Sunday, yeah. started Sunday, Sunday Mm -hmm. night, and then the world leaders turned up on Monday, Tuesday, Mm -hmm. November 1, November 2, and it's been going ever since then. And it's interesting to see, you know, some of the things that are coming out. Um, there's obviously been a lot of young people yes. who have um, protested um, out the front, um, led by, you know, Greta Thunberg. Thunberg? Yes. Thunberg? Yes. How do you say it? How do you I pronounce? just call her Greta. Greta. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I should just call her Greta and not worry about this. But, um, yeah, she's been leading and spearing the charge and, you know, her famous blah, 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 blah yeah. line. Um has sort of captivated, you know, world attention. And I guess, you know, they they want more. You know, they they want more from the world political leaders when it comes to climate action. Yeah. And it's interesting that just this week, just yesterday, I believe, um, uh, pre- former president um, of the United States, um, President Obama, he addressed the COP26 summit. And the headline from this Sky News um 
article uh, from a day ago was COP26, Obama tells young people to stay angry on climate fight. Hmm. So, you know, it goes on, he says, you know, the former US president urged them, that is the young people, to apply political pressure to make a change, uh, but warned they would n- they would need to accept compromises along the way. Mm. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. So Damn. where where things are going, and um, I don't think the young people need any encouragement to stay angry. <laughs> you know, to use his his words, um, there's a lot of <laughs> excuse me, there's a lot of anger, uh, there's a lot of frustration amongst the young people who are wondering what kind of world are we going to inhabit. You know, what kind of world are we going to bring our our children into, um, and so yeah, so these are these are big challenges, and you know I've said this before, and we're actually going to cover this in this Signs of the Time series. We're going to cover um, from a biblical perspective, um, taking care of our environment. Where do we find the balance? Where do yeah. we find the biblical balance of taking care of the environment, being good stewards of our environment, and at the same time taking care of the needs of humanity? through the resources that God has given to us in yes. this world. So where do we find that balance? So we're going to look at that because, unfortunately, the balance often gets lost because this is a hot political potato Yes, it debate. is. And actually, I was just reading another article about COP26, and it says the world is on track for disastrous heating of more than 2.5 degrees Celsius, according to a key report uh, released by a coalition of climate analysts. And so they were saying, based on you know the commitments that world governments are making at the summit, based on what they're doing, we're still headed for a disaster by the end of the century with a temperature rise of 2.4, which is more than what they were saying before. So, you know, Mm. In other words, hey, come on, guys, let's yeah. do better than what we're doing and, and yeah. uh, really make some more significant changes. It's interesting that in the Bible um, we, we discover that, you know, the climate will be under attack at the end of time. You know, it says, you know, Revelation eleven eighteen, you know, God says he will destroy those who destroy the earth. So there's mm. a prediction. And that's in the context of the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's in the mm-hmm. seventh trumpet. Um, Jesus is about to return. Um, Jesus is coming. So during that time, so we have that very, very clear in Scripture. Um, and so it's going to be very interesting to see where, where things head because we know that the enemy, Satan, is going to pull out all the stops. So who's to know? Only God knows um, what kind of natural disasters that he will be causing through his own means. And he has the power and the ability to cause chaos mm. in this world. He has the power to manipulate the weather mm-hmm. um, and to cause disasters. He has that power. We know from Scripture he has that power. So how much he's going to move his own fingers into this whole situation and scenario, how much he will be responsible for accelerating, you know, climate change, natural disasters, you know, time will tell. But we can clearly see that things are really ramping up in that space. absolutely. Yeah, I'm excited to uh, see what will happen, but we know where it's all heading. Mm, we do. We know that Jesus is coming soon. Well, there's other things that are uh, talking about in the news, and I guess I'd just like to highlight, um, I'm sure people have been seeing it all over their news feeds as well, but just that terrible tragedy that happened at that music festival, mm, Astroworld. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I just, you know, just tragic. Eight people, young people, mm. lost their lives in, you know, this tidal wave of a you know stampede. human stampede um, mm. pushed towards the stage and 
you know, this this world has nothing to offer us. It yeah. really doesn't. The, even what people consider pleasures in this world mm. uh, can end in disaster. And that just is a real hope to me to re- look at the Bible and see that this world's not our final home. Yeah. Uh, there is a much better world coming, and there is a much there is a there are there is a music that we will hear, <laughs> which will oh. never cause death like that. <laughs> and exactly, uh, yeah, yeah, just very tragic. And um, yeah, it's interesting that. Um, you know, you've got to try and keep the crowds back um, when you when you put on a you know a music concert. Um, however, if you provide comfortable seating, air conditioning, heating um, for young people and others to come and to hear the word of God, uh, you'll have plenty of spare seats. That's true. Uh, whereas you know they're lining up and they're you know they're tripping over one another to so true. To, to listen to something that I believe is not coming from God. You know that the enemy um, has cooked up as a distraction to keep us away from God. So it's just it's interesting that as we're getting closer to the coming of Jesus, um, we can see that the enemy he knows his time is short, mm-hmm. as we read in Revelation twelve, and he's and he's doing all he possibly can to deceive and keep as many people away, both young and the not so young, keep them away from Jesus, keep them away from preparing for his soon return. Amen. Well, what else did you uh, find in your Readings in my readings. Well, I guess um, this has been on SBS News. I tend to watch SBS News, World News, because I like to keep up to date with what's happening in the world. And our mainline news um, doesn't really have uh, too much when it comes to world news. And sadly, in a country that I visited and ran an evangelistic program uh, a couple of years ago, actually, yeah, I think it was back in 2019. So just before. Uh, COVID hit Ethiopia. Ethiopia has been in the news and there's a horrible crisis in Ethiopia mm. that has been escalating where you have, you know, the Ethiopian army that is fighting against the Tigrayan um, forces. Uh, there's been, um, you know, this is a long a long-standing conflict over a number of years. And I was in Ethiopia, mm. and they told me about it when I was there. It was up in the north, northern region, and quite a distance from where I was. But Ethiopia's got 110 million people, and the place is is in a real mess. There's going to be uh, uh, you know, humanitarian catastrophe um, wow. on the cards. 110 million people. You can imagine how many people have been displaced already. You know, famine's going to kick in as the mm-hmm. war continues and spreads. And this, and this, um, uh, you know, freedom, independence army, uh, as they call themselves, this Tigrayan army, they are on the edges of the capital, mm-hmm. um, Addis Ababa. And so, <laughs> it's yeah, it's very, it's very frightening what is happening. And all these things tell us that the coming of Jesus is drawing near because there's more and more tensions. And Jesus said there'd be. Wars and rumors of wars, nation fighting against nation. And that's that word nation is ethnos, so mm. ethnic groups. So it's even like civil wars within within nations. True. Yeah. It's just Matthew 24 coming alive every every time you look more at the and news. More, more um, and more. Here's another one. Literally, it's from today. It posted this afternoon at 2 o'clock, so an hour and a half, just over an hour and a half ago. But, yeah, it says the headline says, Japan reports first bird flu outbreak of season, culling oh, 143 no. chickens. Uh, you know, when Jesus talked about there being uh, pestilences, yeah. like we've, we've pandemics. pandemics, we know what that looks like for sure because of COVID. Yeah. We've seen a lot of interesting, you know, 
restrictions and all kinds of things to try and deal with it. But yeah, there's just going to be more coming, I think. And yeah, well, those labor pains will intensify, and we're going to be talking about that today in, we? Our, in oh, our Bible good. study. Yeah, we're I'm going to be looking. To we're going to be looking at the words of Jesus. I'm going to share some very interesting insights um, regarding that that have helped me to realize that Jesus was just so on point. It's just phenomenal. Really? Phenomenal. Yeah. I can't wait. So that's what we're going to be looking at in our Bible study today as we look at the signs of the times. Yes. You got another one? Yes, I do. And this was fascinating. You know, um, we need to say something about COVID here in Australia. We generally do each time. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Why not? Um, now, I guess, um, you know, we see we see the numbers each 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 night um, on, the, on our news, you know, each state by state, you know, the ladder, mm-hmm. you know, who's who's doing the best with the with the vaccination. Um, and we know who's on top, you know, Australia's capital. They're on top. We're they closely well. <laughs> New South Wales. We are closely on their heels. Victoria. But it's not a state of origin. No, it's not a state of origin. No, <laughs> it's not a state of origin. But, um, but it's interesting that some of the, some of the states that have been sort of dragging their heels, if I could use that language, um, much of the frustration of their, you know, premiers and their governments, one of them being Queensland, which is at the Toward the bottom of the ladder, um, just yesterday, the the premier um, outlined that uh, those who are vaccinated in Queensland will get freedoms they deserve. Mm. That was a language she and we the don't know what that minister- looks like yet. No, well, she she did mention a number of things regarding where they can and can't go. So, um, okay. but it's interesting. Um, it just highlights how. We are now having more and more here in Australia, you know, this segregation. You know, for the first time in our history, we have not had this before in Australia. We're a happy, easy-going, you know, she'll be right, mate, nation. And yet now we very much have, you know, these two groups of people. Mm. And um, depending on what state you live, there are various, you know, restrictions for those who are not fully vaccinated. So once again, we're not here to debate you know, whether to be vaccinated or not, that's everyone's personal choice, of course. But what we're just simply stating here is that, yeah, what Jesus said, what Jesus said would be happening, is happening right now, where there would be more tension, more confusion. There would be there would be more frustration, mm-hmm. you know, as the coming of Jesus draws near. Once again, he's the only hope. He is the only hope. That's right. It's that, that's what, for me... That's what it boils down to. Yeah, that's what all the headlines really yeah. highlight, Yeah, is that this world's got nothing to offer. No. The best things that we think are wonderful here end in tragedy, and um, there's a better world where Amen. there is no such ending. It's always a happy ending Amen. In, the, in God's kingdom. Um, you know, on that note, just how sick the world's become, I was interested to read a little bit of research and see that 32% of teen girls said that when they feel bad about their bodies, Instagram makes them feel worse. So wow. social media, and it's affecting, you know, depression, uh, suicides, uh, suicidal tendencies, all of these um, anxiety, all of these things are being highlighted and intensified through even social media. And I just think it's just a little indication of society. Mm. Uh, it's a picture of the pressures that young people have to deal with today that they've never had to process at that age before in any generation. And it's, yeah, we are living in unique and strange and godless times in many ways. We are. I refer to our world as a world that is on the brink. That's a good way of talking about it. A world on the brink. And we're going to look at that in our Bible study today. I'm going to give you, you know, quick fire, um, a number of things that are all coming together simultaneously that are telling us that, yeah, Jesus, the blessed hope, 
he is on his way because we need rescuing and there is no other rescue other than through Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, I just squeeze one other thing in here and it's um, just another thing. You know, we've been talking about pandemics and uh, the bird flu <laughs> also outbreak. But listen to this. Up to 15 million Australians were sent to scam text today as cyber criminals pounce on COVID-19. Oh, wow. So, hey, you're getting attacked on every side. <laughs> but look up. <laughs> the viruses, the viruses are both physical and online. And digital. And digital. Wow. Yeah. So, look. So, there's nowhere to hide. There's nowhere to hide. Up Apart from under the shadow of the Almighty. Oh, oh, amen. And there's no better place to look than to look up. Exactly. <laughs> just if you look around, you just be discouraged. But look up and there's so much to be Jesus coming is drawing near. About. Indeed, folk, if ever there was a time when we needed Jesus, it is now because he is indeed drawing near. Amen. Well, uh, we are going to take another break. We're going to listen to... N-Y-C-P-E-R-C-D. I'm not the only one that gets that wrong. (laughs) And I have new respect for you. (laughs) Let Us Come Forward is the title of the song. And then uh, when we come back, we are going to have, I think, the news break or something. Yes, enjoy. Oh 
everyone. You're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right. And if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hey there, dudes and dudettes. This is Robbie. And I'm Tash from Real Faith. If you'd like to have a more vibrant walk with God, then come join us from 3.30 to 5.30 every Thursday Avo to hear fresh stories of God working in real people's lives. Digging deep into the scriptures and having a fun time. We'll We'll see see you there. everyone you're listening to looking up with danny and sharissa and before we kick off a brand new bible study time together i just need to let you know that we have a giveaway that's going to the first three people because we have three giveaways so three of these prize offers and uh if you're one of the first three people to call or text us with the code word we haven't released it yet and we will release it coming up later in the program, but you will get your very own copy of this wonderful book by Mark Finley, who's one of my favorite preachers. I think, Pastor, you agree? Yeah, one of mine as well. He's a godly man, very godly. He sure is. And so uh, the book is entitled End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. And look, what better offer could you get? This is a wonderful book. And uh, after all the things that we've been talking about, we really... I uh, want you to have a copy of this. The past is still with us. All of us live with the consequences of choices we made back then. What choices are you making today? How do you want to live your life in the future? Good book. <coughs> and that's a little teaser for you. So on that note, uh, we just remind you of the number that you can jot down so you're ready with the code word when we release it. The number is 0491 And also, if you have comments or questions that uh, you'd like to ask us during this program, please text us. We love hearing from you. And uh, we actually have heard from someone during the break, but I think if we get straight into our Bible study, some of those questions may get answered as we dig in a little mm, deeper. So indeed. over to you. Thank you so much, Charissa. Well, folk, um, looking forward to this uh, new Bible study series, Journeying Together as we head towards Christmas, um, calling it Signs of the Times. And uh, this is really the first part in this um, four-part series. I mean, we can continue to go on and on, but we're just going to look at some um, major uh, biblical prophetic truths as they relate to what we are seeing on our news headlines. Mm. So it's going to be an exciting study. And, um, yeah, Sharissa, why don't you lead us with a prayer and then we'll, we'll begin. Love to. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, thank you for the Bible. Thank you for the opportunity we have to study it together just now. We invite the Holy Spirit to be our teacher and our guide and bless all of our listeners as we journey together through this study. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, folks, if you have a Bible handy, you're not driving, you're not in the garden, um, if you are and you're in our part of the world here, you're probably getting very wet. Um, but if you have a Bible handy, I'd encourage you to pull it out and uh, you may want to follow along with us. So that will enable you to cement these truths so much more mm-hmm. when you're hearing and you're reading for yourself with your very own eyes. 
So when it comes to the signs of the times, the reason why I've chosen that title, it's literally straight out of the words of Jesus. Hmm. Straight out of the words of Jesus. If you want to go to Matthew 16, if you want to go to Matthew chapter 16, Sharissa, if you want to read verses 1 to 4, where this language of signs of the times come to us from. Sure, the Bible says, Then the Pharisees and Sadducees came, and testing him asked that he would show them a sign from heaven. He answered and said to them, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning, it will be foul weather today, for the sky is red and threatening. Hypocrites, you know how to discern the face of the sky, but you cannot discern the signs of the times. Mm -hmm. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign shall be given it to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. And he left them and departed. There well, it is. There it is. The signs of the times. The signs of the times that Jesus shared with the religious leaders. Now, what's going on in this passage and why is this significant? Well, they asked the religious leaders, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, as you have um, read, asked Jesus to prove that he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. He claimed to be the Messiah. He, he, said, he said, I and the Father are one. You know, I am the I am, you know, a clear reference to the pre-incarnate Christ or the, you know, God on earth that, you know, the, the Old Testament had prophesied that the Messiah would come. You know, there's a prophecy in Daniel chapter 9 that he would come. You know, Isaiah speaks of, you know, the Messiah as the one who would be the Prince of Peace, you know, whose government will be on his shoulder and so forth. And Jesus says, I am he. But they did not believe him because he did not come as they expected him to come. Mm. So Jesus came in a very different way. He came as a humble servant. He didn't come as a conquering warrior to, you know, to lead them out of bondage to the Romans. And so they, they did not accept him because he did not come as they wanted him to come. And so they say to Jesus, look, give us a sign from heaven, <laughs> a sign from, and then we will believe you. And Jesus says to them, I've given you signs. Mm. I mean, up until this point, you know, Jesus had raised the dead. What more do you want? You know, he'd fed thousands of people. He'd healed the blind, healed the lame. He'd, he'd performed one miracle after another. Yeah. And they still didn't believe. They wanted another sign. It's, it's fascinating, isn't it? Because even like before he was born, the wise men from the mm, East yes. were studying prophecy and they, they thought they recognized that the time of his birth was significant and they were ready. But the whole many, you know, of the house of Israel were not even aware that a savior had been born except for shepherds, <laughs> you know, that were thinking humble, about it. The humble, the, humble, the humble that, you know, no one took them seriously. Yeah. So I guess what you're saying is it's very important for us to know the signs because yeah. otherwise we were we won't be ready. So Jesus said, yeah, he said, I mean, he said, you can tell, you know, the weather signs, you know, mm-hmm. we've got a, a saying, you know, red, red sky at night, um, sailors delight, a red sky in the warning. So red sky in the morning, sailors, sailors take warning. warning. Yeah. So we have that little saying. Um, and so they could tell, you know, what the weather would be the next day or during that day based on what they saw. But they did not discern from Scripture the signs concerning Jesus and his coming as the Messiah. Mm. And so the lesson for us is we need to be looking at what Jesus had to say in Scripture, not imposing what we think 
scripture ought to say, but looking at the words of Jesus, taking them seriously, and then making sure that we are in tune with what Jesus said when we're taking a look at the signs of the times, because it's very easy for us to go to extremes when we deal with the signs of the times to say that this is this, this, this means that. No, we need to find out what Jesus says it all means. And so that's mm-hmm. what our study will be. We're going to be looking at the words of Jesus okay. and comparing what Jesus said with what's going on and not imposing our own private interpretation as Scripture says we ought not to. I like that because I think we lose a lot of credibility when we impose our own interpretation on the Bible. But yeah. when we let the Bible interpret itself, when we let God's Word speak there's power in that. And it's interesting because at the end of time, um, Jesus in Matthew 24 and in Revelation um, 13, there we have signs that are given by Satan to deceive. Ooh, so true. just because the sign is from yes, heaven does point. not mean that it's from God because yes. fire coming down from heaven in Revelation 13 is is orchestrated by the dragon. You know, through the land beast, Mm. which we'll get to one day. Um, But the point there is deception. And the first thing Jesus said was deception. We're going to watch out for that. So, yeah, so that's the first thing. Otherwise, I mean, Jesus calls them an adulterous generation. (laughs) You know, he's not speaking of physical adultery. He's speaking of spiritual adultery. Mm. And we commit spiritual adultery when we allow the ways of this world and the, and the teachings of this world to guide us in how we live and how we understand mm. God's plan and God's will for us. That's what spiritual adultery is, according to James chapter 4, I think verses 3 and 4, somewhere there. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So, and it's interesting, he gives them the sign of Jonah. You know, no, no sign shall be given to you other than the sign of the prophet Jonah, who was in the whale for mm. three days and three nights. And Jesus says, I will be. He's saying, I'm, I'm going to be crucified, I'm going to be buried, and I'll rise again. And Jesus was in the grave for three days, um, Jewish three days, because the, any part of a day in Jewish reckoning when it came to time was considered a day. Mm-hmm. So you, Jesus might have been you know, in the tomb for one hour, but that was considered a day. Mm-hmm. So we've got Friday afternoon, late afternoon, all day Saturday, mm-hmm. and the first part of Sunday. So, yeah, so Jesus connects that with Jonah. But it's also interesting because the people in Jonah's day, the Ninevites, the pagans, they believed in the word of Jonah, a prophet. And here is Jesus. A greater is, than Jonah. A greater than Jonah. <laughs> and they, he, God's people. These are God's professed people, God's professed leaders, and they choose not to believe in the scriptures mm. that, they, that they hold to and they don't accept Jesus as the Messiah. Absolutely. (laughs) So a powerful lesson. Mm -hmm. All right, so let's take a look at what Jesus had to say, and we're going to go to Matthew 24. So a few pages on, if you're tracking in your Bible. Matthew 24 is this famous sermon that Jesus gave um, that stretches over two chapters, Matthew 24 and 25, where the first part is um, in connection with the signs that would precede the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple, which did happen in 70 AD, Mm -hmm. and the signs that would precede the coming of Jesus on a worldwide scale. So, Charissa, kick us off with Matthew 24 and um, verses 1 and 2 to begin with. Then Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came up to show him the buildings of the temple. And Jesus said to them, 
Do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone shall be left here upon another that shall not be thrown down. All right. Now you put yourself in the disciples' shoes. Jesus. In their sandals. <laughs> oh, no, sandals. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. Um, how would you feel? I mean, the Jewish temple, yeah, tell uh, me. like, well, Was that a big deal for the Jewish huge. people? It was huge. It was like they had a lot of pride in that building. It was a, it was an amazing structure of antiquity. You probably know more details about I've it. I've been there. I've You've been, been there. Well, not to the original. You've been everywhere. <laughs> but uh, you remember it. I do. <laughs> I do being, uh, being there in ancient Jerusalem. But, yeah, yeah, tell us a little more of what, well, of what your understanding uh, my, is. My just... Well, I just if I'm putting myself in their shoes, you know, and thinking about Jesus saying, mm. as they look at this structure which they admired so much, had so much of their identity wrapped up in it, I would be devastated and quite concerned about what Jesus said, that not one stone shall be left upon another. Absolutely. And do you know how massive these stones are? No, I don't. There are the remnants of these stones. They've used these stones from the temple um, in other parts of old Jerusalem. In fact, ancient Jerusalem, old Jerusalem is my favorite ancient city on the planet. I love wow. it. I had the opportunity of spending almost a week there in 2019. And um, you can walk around the city. You know how they walked around Jericho? Uh-huh. So you can walk around the city. It's not difficult. It's only about four to five kilometers. And, and it I did doesn't that. fall down. No, it doesn't fall down. I, I tried. <laughs> I blew the trumpet. No. Um, so, um, yeah, it's, it's just a short four to five kilometer perimeter wow. you know, around the entire city. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, but when I was there, uh, there are remnants of some of the stones that have sort of just been left to the side from the temple. And you've got stones that range in in weight from two tons to four hundred and fifty tons. Wow! You heard me, four five zero oh, tons. That's the wow. largest. That's huge. And I saw that four hundred and fifty ton stone. It's um it's part of uh, an inner wall mm-hmm. there in Jerusalem. Um, it's it's used. It's massive. Mm. It's massive. It's huge. And Jesus is saying, not one stone is going to be left upon another. And they thought this was the end of the world. Sounds like it. It does. It does. Because notice the question that they asked. You want to read verse 3? Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? So notice they're really asking a couple of questions that they believed were tied together. Number one, when is the temple going to be destroyed? That's right. And they believed that that would be when the end of the world comes. Yep. And so they ask, well, what's going to be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? They're like, there can't be anything worse mm. than this building being destroyed. They had forgotten. They had forgotten, obviously, that some 500 years prior, you know, the first temple had been destroyed. Mm. And this was the second temple. So they'd forgotten that part, um, that this is very much possible because it's happened before. Mm-hmm. But they did believe that this would be a sign that Jesus would come. So then Jesus, he's going to begin unpacking for them not only the signs concerning the lead up to the destruction of Jerusalem and its temple, but also the end of the world. Oh, wow. Well, I'm looking forward to, to coming back to this as we uh, just have a little song break right here. And we've got a beautiful song by Candy and Daryl Kuhn, Peace in the Valley. And we'll be back. Well, I'm tired and I'm weary, but I must toil along. 
Welcome back, everyone, and uh, we are just enjoying a Bible study. We're just at the very beginning of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 24, and we're just beginning, uh, heading through this chapter. I want to remind you that there is a special prize for the first three people to connect with us with today's code word, 
And uh, we haven't released that yet, but just to remind you, it's a wonderful book called End Time Living, Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley, uh, a wonderful uh, author, and uh, you will really enjoy this book. It'll talk to you about understanding Bible prophecy, how to find faith and hope, exploring the power of prayer, even how you can gain release from past hurts. And so if you are interested in being in the running for this, I'll just let you know the number to call or text us with the keyword when we give it to you. It's going to be 0491-064-669. That's the phone number, and we'll give you the code word in our next segment. But um, Pastor Danny, um, we've been just heading through Matthew 24, and we were just in verse 3. Yes, indeed we were. And so <clears throat> I've got a bit of a frog in my throat. Have you noticed? Oh, Bit of a throng. You know why? That's because That's... I did I did a couple of sermons um, oh, for yes. this Prophetica series. Oh, what's that all yeah, about? Yeah, the Prophetica series is um, a series of 20-minute TED Talks. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who are listening are thinking, why were you invited, Danny, to do 20-minute <laughs> TED Talks? We know that's not you. We know that it's like He an has hour two and... talks. One talk is his intro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say an hour and 20 talks i said and just 20 minutes <laughs> somehow two miracles happened i had two talks but anyway um yeah now that's a great series where we're going to be looking at various um important issues um related to young people it's a prophetica youth summit youth series that will air in december so that's not far away now no that's in less than a month i think december three and four christmas is coming it is so i've done a couple of messages on what we're talking about mm-hmm. um, in this Signs of the Time series. I've called the first one, um, Is COVID a Wake Up Call? And the second one is Seconds to Midnight. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done already today. So my voice is a little bit um, croaky, but you are also doing a couple of presentations as well. So I let am. me, let's find out what you, what are you talking about? Well, I got 20 minutes too. And I've got one talk on prayer is powerful. That's the mm. first topic. And just, you know, Wonderful, just expressing and exploring that. And then the other topic is, what does it mean to be a godly woman? Wow. <laughs> and believe it or not, it's different from being a godly man. <laughs> but similar in some ways. Can but you it is believe different. it? <laughs> <laughs> it needs to be said. We're in 2021. It needs to be said. <laughs> it is different. Okay. Well, yeah, so that'll be December 3 and 4. Yes. And we'll give more details of that as, as those dates draw near. Sounds good. All right. Well, we're in Matthew 24, and um, we've looked at we've looked at the first part there, where yeah. Jesus. Sorry. No, you go. Well, where Jesus made um, an incredible prediction that just blew away the the disciples. That would be the equivalent to me getting up and saying, you know, in in less than a generation, in less than forty years' time, um, Sydney will be no more. You know, Sydney will be a wasteland. What what will people do with me? Well, I probably they'd lock you up. They would lock me up. They would lock me up. I'd be in lockdown. <laughs> a different a different form of lockdown. But yeah, so so that's what it was on that scale. I mean, mm-hmm. this was the end of the world, and that's exactly <laughs> the question that they asked: Is this going to be the end of the world? Yeah, and I was just thinking about that, and I think really. It's really important to also remember when they asked Jesus a question, the Bible says they came to him privately. Mm. And that's something that we have the privilege of doing every day, coming to Jesus privately, having that time with him in prayer and Bible study and letting mm. him speak to us through his word. Amen. Amen. And so 
So as we continue the journey, um, let's now take a look at what Jesus said. So just a reminder that these events that Jesus is about to describe all um, happened in the lead-up to the destruction of Jerusalem, which happened in 70 AD. Mm-hmm. That, that happened. That's history. And these same events will take place at the end of time worldwide. So what happened on a small scale 2,000 years ago in Jerusalem is going to be worldwide at the end of time. And this is really, really fascinating. So if you want to read verses 4 to 7, and then we'll unpack that before we continue on. Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and will deceive many, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. Okay, wow. So here Jesus lists what I consider to be Um, four key signs, four key signs that it's impossible to miss, impossible to miss. So what does Jesus begin with? What does he he tell his disciples to be extremely wary of? Do not be deceived. Wow, that appears twice here. Mm. So deception Mm -hmm. is going to be not only... Not only key in the lead up to the to the destruction of Jerusalem, which was the case, which yes. was the case, but also this will be worldwide at the end of time. And not only will there be false Christs, but there, if you read verse eleven, Matthew twenty four eleven, notice what Jesus says again there. He says, "Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many." Okay, and then the further escalation in verse twenty four. For false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. So can you see deception will be escalating? Mm-hmm. False Christ, false prophets, and then we're going to add signs and miracles wow. to deceive I've even the very elect. I've never thought of that elect. before. That's so there's an escalation. There's a yeah. reason for the escalation. Now, I probably we should have, we should have probably looked at uh, the reason for the escalation before we continue on and unpack it. Here is the reason for why there will be an escalation, and these words are so significant at the end of Jesus speaking of wars and rumors of wars, which we're going to look at, and um, famines and pestilences and earthquakes. He says something very interesting in verse 8. Do you want to read verse 8, please? All these, all these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm-hmm. Does this mean mm-hmm. all this is the beginning of sadness? That's what many think. Mm. But that word sorrows is actually the word for labor pains. Hmm. Labor pains or contractions. That adds a whole new level of meaning to this mm. passage. So this is where the plot thickens. So what Jesus is saying, all these things which are very general, okay, mm. wars and rumors of wars. We've had wars and rumors of wars ever since Cain killed his brother Abel. We've had famines all the way down through human history. We've had pestilences, and that word means disease or pandemic. Mm-hmm. We've had that all the way through. And earthquakes or natural disasters, we've had them all the way through for the last you know, 2,000 years, ever since Jesus uttered these words. But the significance of Jesus' words is as his coming draws near, just like those labor pains, they will intensify in frequency 
and in intensity. Would that be wow. right, Shell? You've had labour pains. So you can you can She's testify. Nodding, she is nodding. And so as the baby draws near, they intensify and they get closer together. That's just what happens. I mean, I've been there. I've been there. Thankfully, I was not in the driver's seat. Thank, thankfully, I was an observer. And my but wife you didn't was good. observe for very long. No, I didn't. Oh, yeah, we know the story. We know the story. We talked about it, but it's worth reminding okay. us. Okay, all right, what happened? Did you end up on the floor? I ended up on the floor. <laughs> I ended up on the floor. It was, um, I, look, I felt, I felt that the doctors and the nurses were not treating me very fairly because I was there to support my wife. And um, because I'm not very good with blood and all those things. And so, you know, there's obviously a little bit of that involved when mm-hmm. a woman's, you know, about to give birth. And so I was so intrigued in trying to be a helper, in trying to be a good husband helper. And I was very involved and so on and so forth and trying to help and whatever else, just morally, you know, yep. morally, not not actually doing anything tangibly, but just, you know, morally. Yep. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, I started to go a bit queasy. Yeah. And the doctors and the nurses, I think it was a doctor, the doctor said to me, he goes, Danny, we haven't got time to deal with you because you could see me starting to go white and pale. He says, you need to, you need to lie down, otherwise you're going to come crashing down. And so I just lay down on the floor right there next right to my there. wife's bed. <laughs> and the doctors are walking over and the, you. Yeah, they, they the were not, no walking one, they did you. not come to check, they did not come once to check to see what my... You know, to see what my heart rate was, you know, well, to you know, that's my temperature. Too. Men's hearts failing them for oh, fear. Oh, <laughs> have mercy, have mercy. I knew <laughs> men's hearts, definitely my heart was failing me from fear. So anyway, so I've been there and I've seen it. And, mm. um, and yeah, so. That's amazing how Jesus It all happened very slowly. Word. Yeah, it all happened very, very slowly. And um, But then all of a sudden it picked up steam. Dang. And, so and there's j- no going back. There's no going back. Once There's no starts. going back. And so the baby, when the baby arrives, that's the joy. That's the happiness. Mm. And so this is very significant. So as we take a look at these four key um, signs that Jesus gives, we need to ask ourselves, is there an intensification and are these signs drawing closer together as we draw near to the coming of Jesus? So let's, so let's ask the question, Charissa. Wars and rumors of wars, nation fighting against nation or Ethnic, you know, against the ethnic. Do we have an escalation of that, especially in the last 100 years or so? Oh, yeah, 100 years. I, I, I'd say absolutely so. In fact, it's people have a greater capability of destroying more people today with the push of a button than they've ever had in history before, like the threat of nuclear war. We've never had that before. That's never been a, a threat before. But no. now, and then world wars. Well, um, we've never had a world war. That's well, why it's called World War One. Mm. But it's called World War One because... World War. That was the first one. Two followed. Yeah. Do you know how many people died, Sharissa, in the last century alone? I don't. How many? About 200 million people. We've never had 200 million people die in the world due to war and conflict. Never Mm. in all of human history. There are some historians that estimate that more people died in 100 years than in all the previous centuries of humanity combined. Wow, that's amazing. So what Jesus said about those labor pains, just from that one point has escalated, you know, is just so fundamentally true. Yeah, and even just thinking about the rumors of wars, like we hear mm. about rumors oh, all the continually. time. You know, so this nation's going to do this and this nation's going to do that. I mean, necessarily doesn't happen, no. but the very fact it's that we're talking those war languages. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned um, 
for the first time in human history, we have the possibility now to destroy ourselves. It's never been the case up until the last, you know, 70, 80 odd years, especially since, you know, the atomic bomb, which brought an end to World War II and, you know, nuclear proliferation. Mm-hmm. Um, go, to, go to Revelation 11, mm-hmm. 18, please, if you want to read that, because this is a, I shared this earlier, but it's worth reading this passage. Revelation eleven eighteen. Yes, the Bible says the nations were angry and your wrath has come and the time of the dead that they should be judged and that you should reward your servants, the prophets and the saints and those who fear your name, small and great, and should destroy those who destroy the earth. Wow. Could you imagine reading this in the first century when the book of Revelation was written? Destroy those who destroy the earth? Humans will be able to destroy the earth? That was ludicrous. Mm. Even a hundred years ago, that was ludicrous. But especially in the last hundred years, and um, and you know, with the advent of the industrial revolution, where life as we know it changed completely, this for the first time in human history is now possible. Mm. So we are living at that time. And when you read the passage here in Revelation eleven, it's in the context of Jesus is coming. He is coming. It's a seventh trumpet. Jesus is on his way. Amen. So we are living right there at the on the eve of the coming of Jesus. Oh, look, you know, this is a great time for us to listen to a good song by Andy McLeod. He's going to sing for us Signs of the Times. Oh, wow. What a song. Right title. on. Right, right on. on. Thank you, Shell. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A papal call to Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times are around us. Prophets tell of glory, also tell of men and woe. The Bible tells a story of one this world hardly knows. Daniel gives its warning. Three angels fly from heaven with a message and a call. Signs of the times around us tell me the apocalypse will end soon. Wait, look up and get ready for the end. The King of Kings will soon descend And where will you Where will you Be found my friend Judgment now is sitting Time's running out for man Of confusion 
And you're listening to Looking Up And we are just enjoying Just stepping through Matthew 24 together And we hope that you uh, stay with us For this next part of our Bible study But look, it's come time That exciting time in the program mm-hmm. Where we release the code word And if you get this code word And you call us or text us with it You are in the running If you're one of the first three people to do so To receive today's free gift It's an end time living book Essential Truths for Troubled Times by Mark Finley and the code word is signs. Signs. There we go. There you go. Signs. So call or text us with the word signs. The number is 0491-064-669. If you do so, you're one of the first three to do so. You receive this book and it's a very special gift. It's going to be a really wonderful read. Um, yes, I just can't say anything more about it because it's just such a great book and I cannot recommend it any more than that. Fantastic book. Fantastic book. Science. Anything from Mark Finley is uh, we, fantastic. I agree. Have to Top agree. shelf. Top shelf stuff. Yes. All right. Um, yeah, so let's continue with our Bible study. Mm-hmm. Hope you are enjoying our study as we're digging into what Jesus had to say. So this is straight from the mouth of Jesus on the signs of the times. So we're not going to get any clearer than this, Sharissa. We don't. We don't get any clearer. Okay. Um, it's interesting in verse 7, Matthew 24, verse 7, there Jesus points out um, there's going to be nation rising against nation. We've talked about that. And then he mentions there'll be famines, pestilences, and earthquakes. And I thought about these three that Jesus specifically itemizes, famines, pestilences, or diseases, pandemics, and earthquakes. You think about it. These three... And war on top of that, you know, war and conflict. So four of these points, they bring about more death and destruction than anything else. <laughs> I've not thought of that either. That's very interesting. Yeah, because uh, how I many been... how many people are suffering from famine right now in our world? I have 
Millions. 750 million people. That's wow. 10% of our world's population are on the brink of starvation. Wow. These are not people that, you know, have, have, you know, a little bit to eat. These are people that are literally on the brink of starvation. And this is horrible, but the statistics are, according to Oxfam, I read it just the other day, uh, they, they shared how every single minute around the world, seven people die of COVID, which hmm. is horrible. Seven people every single minute. This is around the world, you know, cumulative. Wow. But 11 people die every minute of starvation. Wow. Now, you're not hearing those statistics. No. So 11 people die every single minute. So you can do the numbers of how many people that is in a day. 750 million people. We've never had this many people starving in all of human history. So the labor pains have intensified mm -hmm. in this space. Let's take a look at the next part. Um, famines, pestilences or pandemics and disease. How many people are <laughs> suffering from pandemics and diseases and and, and suffering in a great way. Many people. Many people. We, we, you know, our focus at the moment is obviously on the pandemic, um, but how many people die of heart disease, mm -hmm. of cancer around the world? You know, we're dealing depression. with depression. Depression, yeah. So we're deal so disease in all its shapes and sizes and formats is just, it's a pandemic of disease we have today, mm. whether it be obesity, whether it be uh, uh, diabetes, um, I mean, there are so many. I think I was reading one statistic, um, sorry, one report from the Australian Medical um, Association that put out like a biennial report on the health of our nation, you know, a bit of a health card on our nation. And they pointed out that 50% of Australians have one serious illness or, or health issue that they're struggling with and um, finding a challenge. 50% of Australians. Wow. Yeah. And that's true. If you take a it look is. at how many people are unfortunately um, having to use medication and so forth. So that, so that one ticks that box. And the last one is um, earthquakes, which is, um, you know, natural disasters. But earthquakes, as I've pointed out in the past, this is the only natural disaster where you have no warning. And the coming of Jesus is all about being ready always. Mm. So no warning. And of all the natural disasters, the one disaster that creates more pain and suffering, more death and destruction is earthquakes. True. And uh, I, I've never been in an earthquake, have you? I have, yeah, in New Zealand. Yeah, but I've often thought little, about it when they, have, when they happen and I just think, you know, we put so much uh, certainty on the ground we stand on. Yeah. You're like, that's solid. I won't walk on water, but I can stand on the solid ground. But when the ground beneath you shakes, uh, there's only one foundation that there you can is. find yourself exactly firm. Exactly right, yeah. So, um, yeah, being in New Zealand, you know, we experienced quite a few tremors. You would have, That's yeah. on the fault line. And um, you kind of get used to it after a while, but the first one or two, Pretty scary. And they're always talking about the big one. They are. They are. Well, well, they did have a, a nasty earthquake there in Christchurch a few years ago and a number of people died, sadly. Mm -hmm. So that was very, very tragic. So it's interesting that the Apostle Paul, he picks up on this language of birth pains and labor pains and he speaks of what the cry will be at the end of time. So if we go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6, if you want to read that. 
Sure. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 1 to 6, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, and they shall not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day should overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as as a helmet, the hope of salvation." For God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. And then just read verse 11 while you're there. Therefore comfort each other and edify one another, just as you also are doing. Wow. So there's a lot in there, isn't there? There is. So what stands out to you, Sharissa? Ah, be watchful. Be awake. Don't sleep. Be sober. Um, Yeah. If you don't watch, you'll be overtaken like a thief. Yeah. So, so this imagery that Jesus uses, the, sorry, these metaphors that the Apostle Paul uses here, Jesus used them all. He, he spoke of the thief in Matthew 24. Um, he, he spoke of watching. In fact, if you want to read it, back to Matthew 24, verses 42 to 44, notice how Jesus concludes um, this passage focusing on the signs of the times. Watch therefore, for you do not know what hour your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore you also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Wow. I've written a little note in my Bible. What have you written? Live ready. (laughs) Live ready. Yeah. Yeah. So being ready, continually being in a relationship with Jesus. That's what the signs are all about. The signs are all about Jesus and being in a relationship with him. And if we are in a relationship with him, we don't need to be afraid. Amen. We don't need to pray. And that's what the Apostle Paul here says in First Thessalonians chapter 5. You know, he says, you know, put on the breastplate of faith and love and a helmet of hope and salvation. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, for God didn't appoint us, you know, to wrath. You know, we're not to be afraid god doesn't want us to be afraid god wants us to be united to jesus christ he wants us to be ready and the best way to be ready for the coming of jesus is to do as you have put in your little bible there to live ready i like that amen to live ready and so jesus says watch paul says watch in revelation we have watch you know so this idea of watching being alert being in tune with god and his will for our lives, sharing with others is how we remain ready. Amen. Powerful stuff. So so this idea of, of being ready, this idea of being alert is all the way through the New Testament. You know, mm-hmm. Jesus gives this message and the other New Testament authors, they pick up on it and they use the same language and the same metaphors and the same message to further emphasize. In fact, the book of Revelation really is, is a commentary on Matthew 24. Mm. It's a commentary on Matthew 24. It's really, really fascinating. Um, now, when we take a look at, when we take a look at um, what Jesus said regarding um, Earth's final hour, it's interesting that Jesus said that he would come 
at a time when this world would be experiencing its greatest darkness in all of human history. If you want to read Matthew 25, verse 6. The Bible says, And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Wow. So what time? Midnight. Midnight. Reminds me of the doomsday clock. Yes. How did you know I was going there next? We've talked about it. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you who are regular listeners, you'll know that we've often talked about the doomsday clock. Every year in January, this uh, clock is updated. The doomsday clock, in case you haven't heard of this um, metaphor that is used by some of the world's leading scientists. There's a number of Nobel laureates amongst them. These are scientists who take a look at what's happening in the world and depending on whether things are uh, are good or not so good in the world at large, they move the, the minute hand either closer to midnight if things are not looking up or further away from midnight. And that clock has been going up and down since 1947 when it was uh, first instituted. And ever since 1991, it was going up and down since 1947 to about 1991. And at 1991, it was the furthest away from midnight Mm -hmm. that it's ever been at 17 minutes to midnight. But guess what? Since 1991, it's been only heading in one direction, down, down, down. According to this graph that I've got here in front of me, it's been heading towards midnight. Wow. Midnight. And how far away are we right now? We are now literally seconds away from midnight. They, they, they updated it three years ago. Uh, back in 2000, I think 18, was it? Yeah, 2018, it was two minutes to midnight. Uh-huh. It stayed two minutes to midnight in 2019. Then 2020, last year, they updated it to 100 seconds to midnight. And this year, it continues and remains to be 100 seconds to midnight. Is there a particular time of the year where they update? In January time? every year. Okay, I'm really curious. You got to look out for us. So when January, January comes, most people are on holidays, relaxing. But I'm looking out for the doomsday clock. I'm looking out <laughs> to see the where. Always the optimist. <laughs> I'm on the beach there, sunbaking, checking out my news feed to see if the doomsday clock has been updated. No, 100 seconds to midnight. So it's interesting that they're using the same language that Jesus used 2,000 years ago. Fascinating. And it's fascinating that when they, when they updated, updated it to 100 seconds to midnight back in 2020, guess what three items they, they highlighted as the reason for this existential crisis that humanity has now landed in? Here they are. Nuclear war, climate change, Cyber-enabled information warfare. Wow. I could guess the first two, but I didn't know the third one. So check this out. What did Jesus say? There'd be deception. Mm -hmm. Cyber-enabled information warfare. Deception on the internet in particular. Number two, Jesus talked about wars and rumors of wars. Nation fighting against nation. Nuclear war. They're highlighting that here. They also highlight climate change. What did Jesus talk about? Famines, pandemics and natural disasters, earthquakes and natural disasters. What's all that in relation to? Climate change. Jesus literally predicted the doomsday clock for 2020. 2021. No, that was was 2020. 2021. The the title was, this is your COVID wake-up call. It is 100 seconds to midnight. That was the 2021 one. But when I looked at that, I'm like, whoa, these guys literally... 
uh, taking the words out of Matthew 24 that we've just read. I could not believe it. I was like blown away. I saw that just today. I literally saw that just today. You know, people, this is why you want to get your hands on today's free offer. I mean, if you're the first three people. Because end time living, you're telling us that Jesus is saying we're living in end times right now. Well, uh, we've got to go to a break. But remember, the code word is signs 0491064669. And this is not a break. We're going to stay here. But we're all going to listen to this song. Marvel Not at What I Say by Lady Love Smith and her husband, Reggie. Beautiful song. And we're the hosts of a brand new show called Tableland Explorers. Have you seen the movie Hacksaw Ridge? It's about a man named Desmond Doss. He was a World War II medic that went to the front lines without a gun. He saved countless lives. And he ended up receiving the Medal of Honor. Join us Saturdays at 5.30pm as we explore the faith behind Desmond Doss. Right here on Faith FM. You're listening to Faith FM. Positively different radio.
Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. There's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. Look Exciting times. Exciting times. Jesus is coming. I, I can't believe. Soon. I know. I can't believe it's I got the excited corner. about the doomsday clock. I know. <laughs> Who would have thought that? Who would have thought that they would have tapped into the very, in, into the very signs that Jesus gave two thousand years ago? It was like it was literally surreal for me to see that. Incredible. Well, welcome everybody. We are still here. It's looking up, and we're on the last leg of our program together, but. We just want to remind you that the free gift prize that's going to the first three people, I'm not sure how many have already contacted us, but I understand there is still time for you to uh, be in the running for that. So uh, there's still some up for grabs. The book is End Time Living by Mark Finley, Essential Truths for Troubled Times. Never you, been more relevant. You need than right to now. get this book. You really need to get this book. Absolutely, it is so powerful. It, it'll also it'll provide both both the signs of the times and also more importantly how to be ready because Absolutely. we've talked about that. Jesus said, "Be ready," or I like how you have put it. You know. Um, Ready living. Was that ready living? Live ready. Live ready. <laughs> Live ready. <laughs> I knew it was somewhere in, the, in that neighborhood. Yes. And Live so uh, if you guys are listening and you want this book and you think this is a book for you, because we, we recommend it, highly recommend it, then text us, call us with the word signs to the number 0491-064-669. And we would love to hear from you. Amen and amen. All right, folk. We are in the we're in the last round, um, last days, last round <laughs> of, of our journey. And um, this was to be a four part series. It may be a forty part series. No, no. <laughs> um, Christmas is is around the corner. We'll be dealing with some um, yeah some subjects in in connection with that, uh, prophetically speaking, but also dealing with some stuff. But it's fascinating. Before we move off the doomsday clock, it's interesting that our friend um, Boris Johnson. Oh, you yes. know, the UK PM. Yes, um, he always looks like he's in a hurry. He always looks like he doesn't look like he's ever done his hair. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he bothers. He should choose the hairdresser you see. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, so it's interesting. He made an executive decision uh-huh. at COP26 in his opening remarks in that he said it is not 100 seconds to midnight, but it's now 60 seconds to midnight. One minute to midnight to prevent climate catastrophe. I'm not sure if he consulted the scientists at the at the doomsday clock, um, wow. but yeah, he said we are one minute. That's the headline from from one of the newspapers. One minute to midnight to prevent climate catastrophe. So so as we can see, things are heating up, and I'm going to be interested to see where it, where the doomsday clock is in January, and um and it's fascinating, um, Sharissa. I did some, I did some looking into these three items that Jesus mentioned. Um, he mentioned famines, pestilences, and wars in particular. Okay. Wars and rumors of wars. And guess what? There are passages in the Old Testament where God said 
to the people, if you turn your back from me, if you turn away from me, if you tell me to take a hike, what will come in and bring about an end to Jerusalem will be these three things, sword or war, famine and pestilence. Can you read for me Jeremiah? Okay. I can. Jeremiah chapter 24 and verse 10. This may be news to you, my friend. Jeremiah chapter 24 and verse 10. Notice what we have here. Here we go. The Bible says, And I will send the sword, the famine, and the pestilence among them till they are consumed from the land that I gave to them and their fathers. So what's Jesus here using? He's using language that is familiar to them. Hmm. True. This is what brought about, you know, the destruction of a city back in ancient times. You know, you would have you would have an army surround the city, which was what happened to ancient Jerusalem. Yes. You know, and how it was destroyed in 70 AD. So this is what would happen. An army surrounds the city. People can't go in and out, they can't go to their fields. To you know, to gather you know, to gather their produce, to work the land, and so guess what sets in? Famine. Mm. What follows along with famine? Disease. Disease breaks out, and the final stage is when the army conquers that city, breaks down the walls, or breaks breaks through uh, a community that's been starved and that's been riddled with disease, mm. and it breaks through. And that is what we have happening in the world right now. We have famine, we have disease, and we have wars and rumors of wars. Mm-hmm. We are on the brink again. Fascinating. Amen. And um, if you want to read Jeremiah 27, verse 12 and 13, God here makes a prediction. And, and he's actually warning, he's pleading, he's pleading with his people before they go into captivity into Babylon. Jeremiah 27, verse 12 and 13, if you want to read that. Bible says, I also spoke to Zedekiah, king of Judah, according to all these words, saying, Bring your necks under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him and his people and live. Why will you die, you and your people, by the sword, by the famine and by the pestilence, as the Lord has spoken against the nation that will not serve the king of Babylon? Wow. So God here is saying is, just do as the Babylonians have asked you to do and you'll have peace. They will leave you alone. But no. The people of Judah, they rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had allowed them to have peace and safety. Um, But eventually he ran out of patience and he came and he fully destroyed the city in 586 BC. And that's exactly what happened. And it was never God's plan. It's interesting that Jesus in Matthew 23 if you want to read Matthew 23, verses 37 to 39, he once again, he's weeping over the city weeping over the city. He does not want Jerusalem to be destroyed by the Romans. That was never part of the plan of Jesus. And we have the evidence for that in Matthew 23, verses 37 to 39. Jesus said, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you are what not willing. See, your house is left to you desolate, for I say to you, you shall see me no more till the day, till you say, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Wow. So what's Jesus here saying? He's saying a lot of very heartfelt things. Mm. He's very concerned that they do not recognize the signs of the times that are around him. 
He's pleading with them, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Just like God here in Jeremiah was pleading with um, Jerusalem, you know, 500 years prior. And Jer- Jeremiah, he's called the weeping prophet. Mm. Why is he called the weeping prophet? Because he, God used him and he did his utmost to warn the people of his day, those last, you know, four kings um, that were sadly heading in the wrong direction. Josiah was the last good king mm. in the um, and then after Josiah, it was all downhill. That mm-hmm. doomsday clock for the ancient Jewish nation just went downhill until 586 BC when the city was totally destroyed and it n- did not need to happen. Wow. And so I guess as we, as we you know, spend these next few minutes, um, we want to take a look at um, what Jesus said, what Jesus said his plan is for, for us today. You know, it's interesting if you take a look at Matthew 24 and verse 6, at the end of verse 6, it says, you know, um, for all these things, uh, for all these things must come to pass. Speaking of, you know, wars and rumors of wars, Jesus says, don't be troubled for the end is not yet. Mm -hmm. The end is not yet. But then in verse 14, what does he say? And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. Okay, so what's going to bring about the end, Charissa? The preaching of the gospel. And what does that word gospel mean? Good news. Good news about what? Jesus and the salvation that he offers to all of us. Exactly. So Jesus is the only one that can provide that salvation for us. Amen. So don't be afraid when you see... Wars and rumors of wars, Mm -hmm. nation fighting against nation, because the end is not yet. This world will not be destroyed through nuclear means. This world will not come to an end through climate change or whatever else. Or a meteor. Or a meteor or anything like that or some big, you know, natural disasters or whatever. It's not going to happen. This world will come to an end when the good news of the gospel has been preached in all. Everyone has had an opportunity to respond to Jesus. Oh, that's a powerful way to um, bring us to the runway as we land because, you know, the gospel is going faster and further today than it has ever mm. gone before thanks to radio, uh, thanks to uh, the internet, thanks to technology and the ability to fly people to places to be missionaries. And I have a friend right now who's in the Philippines, and there's actually a team uh, from Adventist World Radio that are there. And this coming Sabbath, so this coming Mm -hmm. Saturday, they are going to be baptizing 1,000 rebels. 1,000 rebels? 1,000. They were warring with each other, but they started to hear the gospel through Adventist World Radio, their hearts were touched, they put their weapons down, they made peace, and now this wow. Sabbath, I know uh, the president for the World Church, Ted Wilson, and a team from the Adventist World Radio, they're in the Philippines right wow. now, and they're going to be baptizing a 1,000 people this coming Sabbath. So there'll be a video, there'll be a story, but uh, that's amazing. The gospel's going to all the world. It is, and uh, we've never lived in such an age where the gospel is going further than it ever has. Um, you know, it's just incredible, you know, just the internet, just the internet. And that's come onto the scene how long ago? In the last 20-odd years, in the last 20, 25 years, you know. Um, And we can't imagine life without the internet today. No, we can't. (laughs) And so you have the gospel going to the whole world in a way that it has never gone before. And this is the greatest of all the signs that Jesus gave. There's a lot more signs that we're going to look at in the coming weeks, but the greatest sign is the coming of Jesus. And um, there's going to be two groups. There's going to be one group that respond 
and receive the goodness of the gospel. And sadly, Sharissa, there's going to be another group that don't respond and receive. And maybe if you want to read uh, what Jesus has to say in the climax um, of of the signs of the times there in Matthew 24, verse 30 and 31. Yes, the Bible says that Jesus says, Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory, and he will send his angels with a great sound of a trumpet, and they will gather together his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. This is how I know Jesus hasn't already come. Mm. Some people think he has. Yeah. But has Jesus appeared in the clouds of heaven with all the angels? And no. no. Nobody's seen that. No. He hasn't come yet. No, and he hasn't gathered his people from all four corners right. of the earth. And it's interesting, there are two groups here. Remember the, remember the disciples asked, you know, yes. what will be the sign of your coming? Singular. Singular, and here we have the sign that Jesus, that Jesus answers their question. He says, the sign that the gospel has gone to the whole world and Jesus is on his way wow. is when... You see the Son of Man appearing with all of the angels. That is the ultimate sign. I've not actually ever joined those two dots quite how you just did it then. That's really good. Yeah, absolutely amazing. they do ask about a singular sign. They do. He lists many, but the sign this is, is the his sign. coming. This is the sign. Because of the gospel going to all the world. Exactly. And they asked, you know, what will bring about, you know, the, the end, you know, um, what will bring about the end of the age. And he tells mm-hmm. them, the end of the age is coming when the gospel goes to the whole world. And the sign that the end of the age has arrived, the gospel has gone to the whole world, is when you see me coming with all my glory and all the heavenly angels. <laughs> it's so simple. And he doesn't, Jesus keeps it simple because he doesn't want us to be deceived. He wants us to know for sure when he will come and how he will come. And it's fascinating that two groups here, one group that mourns, they're the lost, one group are the elect. They are the ones that have put their faith and trust in Jesus. They've responded and received the good news of the gospel into their hearts. And that's my prayer for each and every person that's listening to this message today. Amen. Well, that means I agree. (laughs) Well, this is just a a wonderful way to finish. And thank you for leading us through this time. We come back with some final thoughts. But I think a perfect way for us to reflect right now on just the thoughts that we've just been speaking of is to listen to Sandra Enterman sing this beautiful song, Mm, Wait Well. Wait Well. And that's something we can be doing now every day as we look forward to his soon return. Amen. At the grocery store With a million and one things Maybe some more That you've got to get done To meet a deadline Do you stand there and curse Or wait well Then you get on the road And you find yourself stuck Just ahead there's a learner Driving his truck And there's no chance to pass No alternative route Do you sit on his tail or wait well? And that friend that you're meeting, you're gonna let down But you get there to find, they're nowhere to be found Now they're holding you up, it's time you don't have Do you pace up and down or wait well?
Christian that you're following Christ. Every chance that you get, you share the Lord of your life. But so many take so long to accept and believe. Do you give up too soon or wait well? And there's some in your family who are wearing you thin. You have prayed every prayer you can send up to him, but you're not seeing change. No improvements in sight. Do you write them all off or wait well? And the world's in a mess, getting worse every day. You find yourself wondering how long will he take? There are so many suffering, can he not see our plight? Do you question and doubt or wait well? You wait, he will come when he is ready. It won't be too late. Just be sure that you ask him to give you this thing, the endurance you need to wait well. Oh, be sure that you ask him for this very thing, the endurance you need, the endurance you need, the endurance you need. To wait well. Wait well. That was Wait Well by Sandra Enterman. What a beautiful song, beautiful Indeed. voice, and Indeed. a wonderful message. We have come to the end of our program today, looking up. And, you know, as we uh, sign out, before we do, are there any final thoughts that you'd like uh, to leave with our listeners? I've always got final thoughts. Um, <laughs> I don't actually know if you ever has final thoughts. <laughs> I don't think I have final They're thoughts. never no. end. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the never-ending thoughts. Yours are final, but mine are never-ending thoughts. I run out of thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's like the everlasting <laughs> final thoughts. Um, but no, look, it's, it's, it's wonderful that Jesus has not only given us um, the signs that would help us know when his coming was drawing near, and we can clearly see that today we've just had clear evidence. Yes, we have. Um, but more importantly, he gives us the assurance that he is coming. We can be safe in his arms of love. We can be part of the elect we don't need to be deceived. We don't need to be part of those who mourn. We can be part of his people that are awaiting his coming that will experience incredible joy. In fact, when it comes to joy, you know, we talked about labor pains. You know, Jesus talked about labor pains, that um, the labor pains would increase. It's interesting, on the eve of his crucifixion, he spoke of his returning to his disciples in the context of labor pains and a birth. And this is what he said in John 16, um, verse 21 and 22. Maybe you want to read that if you get there. Um, John 16, 21 and 22. Jesus said, A woman when she is in labor has sorrow because her hour has come. But as soon as she has given birth to the child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a human being has been born into the world. Therefore you now have sorrow. 
But I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice, and your joy no one will take from you. Now, do you think this is applicable to the second coming? <laughs> I think so. Yes,、yeah, so we're experiencing those labor pains now as we await for the coming of Jesus. But soon, just like that mother, who, when those labor pains、um, uh, end in the birth of that beautiful little baby boy or baby girl or twins or triplets, if you're really lucky, Shell, you'll remember. That those labor pains fade into the distance, isn't that right? Because of what? The joy that has been presented to you in your arms. I guess you don't ever forget, forget, but the the comparison、mm. is worth it all.、Amen. It's worth it all. And guess what? It's so worth it that Shell went and did it all over again, <laughs> and and a lot of people do it all over again the second time, and the third time, and the fourth time. Some people and some people don't stop、um, <laughs> until their body no longer is able to to you know to produce、um, in that way. So Jesus said, you know, one day your joy will be filled.、Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage us to yeah look for that day when our sorrow will be turned to joy, and that will be、mm-hmm. when Jesus comes. Amen. Well, would you close in prayer for us? Absolutely, Father in heaven, we want to thank you and praise you for the blessings of your word. Thank you, Lord, that you have given us clear signs and the ultimate sign, which is your coming in the clouds with all the、yes. angels to to take home those that have responded to the good news of the gospel, those who are part of your elect. From all four corners of the earth, it's my prayer that each and every one of us will be part of that number when Jesus comes. In His name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much、uh, for joining us for this program this afternoon. And a little reminder,、uh, just in case we haven't already, there is still a chance for you to obtain today's free offer if you're one of the first three people and、uh, to connect with us. The number again: zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. And the book is End Time Living. And we're going to go live. I think to the、uh, Adelaide Drive Time show just now, but yeah, we just really want to、uh, encourage you to be back with us again this time next week as we continue our study. Are we in Matthew twenty four? Matthew twenty four. We're not going to leave this chapter, so there's more to be uncovered, and、uh, you do not want to miss it. So, as we do every week, we just want to remind you that fear looks around. Regret looks back, but faith looks up. May God bless you, and we look forward to having you back next week at this time. Take care. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart. Keep looking up, don't give up, don't give up. Should the tears begin to start. With a prayer, all your cares He will cast into the depths of the sea. His love is all.